This is the Gambling Gauchos. My, my bad, wrong song. Hey, if we keep playing and fighting for each other, and no matter what happens, we just say, what's next? That's all we do. Somebody turn on some damn music. You're listening to the Gambling Gauchos. Talking Texas Tech. Betting on the Big 12 and beyond. We've got everything you need. Money lines, memes, and matadors. Well, you want to quit, Ethan? That'll be that day. Now, here's Kyle Jacobson and Rob Bro. The Money Line Matadors, the Casino Cowboys, the Parlay Picadors. You see, in this world, there's two kinds of people, my friend. Those with loaded guns and those who dig. You dig. With the Gambling Gauchos. Oh, and one more thing. It's all West Texas. It always has been. Welcome into the Gambling Gauchos. I'm Rob Bro. He's Kyle Jacobs, and he's Money Mainville in the Cardinal Sports Center studio. If you need to gear up for basketball season, Big 12 play, we're stretching through. Very focused on Oklahoma here. Go to Cardinals Sports Center, either in Lubbock, around 68th and Slide. Or online, mycardinalsports.com. You can gear up for the season. You can gear up for the new year. Before you know it, we're going to have uh, Little League Baseball kicking into high gear this spring. Then you have Fall Ball, Summer Ball, whatever it is, Pony Leagues. Do it all at Cardinals. This is the Cardinals Sports Center Studio. Kyle, Money, how you guys doing? Good. Are, are, we, are we sponsoring another Little League team this year? Uh, we could figure that out. Yeah, that was awesome last year. If you know, you know. The uh, the Gambling Gauchos Dodgers had a solid year. Uh, f- fell early in the, the playoffs. They played it. Now, they played a team from the Cooper League that was all six foot tall. And I don't know. I, I think there was some IM12 uh, going on over there. I, I can't say for sure, though. <laughs> Didn't we like protest the results of one of the games and, <laughs> and write to the league office and all that? There's a couple games in there, and they won, and they had to restart that game in the second inning uh, because, well, I'm not going to explain the whole thing again, but yes, there was some uh, issue, and and we got that resolved. We also had to get the sponsorship approved by yes, like the head of the National Little League organization because it involved yeah. sports gambling. <laughs> I guess yeah. it was like in the yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. And so, and then we were going to like protest if it, I, I think there was like an appeals process if he didn't approve it, but and he then, did. And so, and it, then it's all good. after the president approved it, it, went back to the parents. The parents had to approve. There's a whole group text that my, uh, my sister was showing me about that. But we did get approved. Cardinals, uh, put our logo on the sleeve. Probably, probably could find one of those, uh, Dyer's jerseys if we wanted to. But, anyways, Ryan. What are you? What are you up to, man? You've been uh, 
you had you had a good uh, New Year's. Yeah, it's good to see y'all. Feels like it's been a couple months now, but uh, was sick for a minute and then went on a little bit of vacation and feeling nice and well rested now, ready to talk about some hoops. Did you have the uh, the bacho flu? Is that what you had? <laughs> I uh, I did not lose fifteen pounds, he at least not to my knowledge. He looks but, pretty uh, bad down. <laughs> Dude, me and me and Money are holding it down here out in Plano. You're in Plano right now. Well, you're I'm like, in the I'm in the Plano area. Okay. I'm in Murphy. See, this seems like a, like a DFW conversation that I'm not really privy to. But I'm in a suburb of Plano, which is a suburb of Dallas. Is that like which is a suburb of Fort Worth? If a Dallas like Ryan's probably like that's not that's not Plano. <laughs> it's close enough. It's like ten minutes down the road from me. I I think it's Plano ISD. That there's like a stadium I drive past by my mom's yep. house, and it says Plano. Yeah, yeah, yep. That's my neck of the woods, city boy. We also have some early love for the hat that uh, Mainville's wearing. Just Money's trying to cap. be like you, Stephen Stevens. Money's cap is fired. Okay. No is that the uh, the bevel level the bevel teeth? There you go. Always, always nice. Love it. All right. Uh, I'm going to steal from the Discord mailbag early just because I think it lines into what we're going to talk about today pretty well. And I already know what Kyle's going to say. I've prepared a, a guess for what Kyle's going to say to this. Uh, are you prepared to change your six and a half Big 12 wins for Texas Tech answer to either – Plus or minus, I think you took the under, Kyle, pretty pretty severely early. No, I I still think that's a pretty good number to peg the over-under at, and I would still go under. I mean, you, you tweeted it, Rob. You said we're almost a good basketball team. I don't, I don't know if that's quite true, but I think you're going to do that. You're going to lose a lot of close games and give people just enough hope and win just enough that like you're not having a horrible season. But yeah, I think it's a 6 and 12 team and like my main concern at this point is you know, people have mixed opinions on so-called bracketology and yeah, it is ridiculous when Joe Lenardi put something out in like July. But it is we're into January, we're like 2 months ish from selection Sunday a little more. And you have no resume. You have literally nothing. You have no work experience. This is like the resume you have right now is what you do when you're applying at McDonald's for your first job in high school. And you're like, you know, I'm in the church youth group and we do volunteer projects. Like that's your resume at this point. And if you don't get some wins quickly, uh, you're going to move off the bubble pretty fast. I think the only reason you're on the bubble in some of these projections is because you play in a good conference and you've kept some of these games against good teams close. But at the end of the day, I think if you don't get to eight wins minimum, uh, you're not a tournament team. Um, and so that's my main concern at this point. Is like if this lingers and if you almost win a couple more and you start one and four or something in Big 12 play, that is a difficult hole to climb out of. So, no, I have not moved off of my pre-conference um, win total number i think it's actually everything i've seen so far is actually just kind of uh verified that i was i had that pegged pretty well i didn't quite nail what you were gonna say but basically i thought you were gonna go the mathematical route 
why would you go off six and a half if you've already lost two? You're already you're already in there and mathematically, see now you have to win six and a half out of sixteen instead of eighteen. So it's even harder now. So mathematically it's a, a worse bet today than it was a week ago. Ryan <clears throat> this team, going off what Kyle just said, reminds me of a certain Chris Beard era team where they're going to be in overtime some, they're going to lose some close games, and you're at the end of the year going to say, man, if those guys stay together, if one of those guys produces more next year, and that's the 2017 year one Chris Beard team. Like you have the young Keenan Evans, you have uh, Justin Gray, who's like, man, he does a lot, but he's not really showing up in the, the box score. He has all that athleticism. What well, is that a bad comp? Is it a is it a, this this team just we talked about before the season? They're just all young. They have so, there's so many freshmen on this team. It just feels like they're going to be close all year. Yeah, and the thing that's interesting about that comp too is that team was really driven offensively. Like that team did not have the defensive juice that we would come to know from Texas Tech teams for years to come. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing this year is that this is going to be a team that, you know, kind of rides or dies on the offense. Um, it's it's not the level of defense that we're accustomed to seeing. I think there have been some flashes of some really good things offensively. Like if you just look at the numbers right now, Tech is number eight in the country in effective field goal percentage which is pretty absurd. They're a top 10 team in the country in shooting the ball, but they're about 279th in turnover rate and they're 23rd in defensive efficiency. And so they're not protecting the ball. They're not getting a lot of stops. Uh, if you watch the Kansas game, that that becomes very apparent. Uh, my good buddy Emery Lida did a film breakdown on Twitter of the Kansas game. And if you scroll through those clips, you you just see the middle wide open uh, on a lot of different plays. And that's just not something that we're accustomed to seeing from the Texas tech defense. And so I think this team has the the pieces to be a good offensive basketball team. I think the, the verdict is still out on the defense. I think that they can be better than what they've shown. I don't think that they will be elite in terms of what we've seen over the last couple of years, but I mean, talking about that that win total, like you're you're gonna steal some. You're gonna have some nights where offensive variance falls in your favor, and then you're gonna have other nights where your defense just doesn't keep you alive. And so, I'm really interested to see kind of where we go from here. You've played two really good teams to start conference play. You've played them both pretty close. It's kind of the same story for Texas Tech's upcoming opponent in Oklahoma, um, but I think right now. It doesn't feel like you have the pieces to really turn the tide defensively, but it feels like you've seen some flashes that maybe can give you a boost offensively. And if that's the case, then I think you've just got to lean into that and hope for the best. I'm going to try to work offensive variance into as many conversations as I can moving forward. Uh, the 2017 Texas Tech Raider basketball team finished 6-12 and 12 in Big 12 play. Six and 12. Our line is six and a half. But at Baylor, number five, Baylor lost by four. At Texas, lost by four. At TCU, lost by one. 
at number three or number three Kansas at home lost by one. And then at uh, home against Iowa State lost by two in overtime. So borderline borderline uh, what 11 and 11 and eight, but you went six and 12, seven and 11, whatever it is. So it, it, that team was close. But they lost a lot of one-possession games late because, A, they'd never played before to get together. B, they were young. Hey, let's play a quick road trip game on the podcast. Let's name guys from that 2017 squad. Okay. I'll start. I just looked I'll at start, it, so. I'll start. Okay. Shadell Millinghouse. Norn Sodiasa. Keenan was on that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me Tommy Hamilton. Tommy Hamilton. Tommy um, Hamilton. Anthony Livingston with some sweet form. <laughs> that guy from the corner, man. You can't Google it, Mainville. I'm trying to cheat. My brain is fried. I think that was the point. Like <laughs> a lot of them didn't stay. Give me uh how about a Thomas Bransma? Yes. Thomas Bransma was there. Again, I just looked at it so I could I could keep going, but <laughs> I, and again, we've talked about this too. I am I fight myself every game because every time I watch a game, I say, man, Pop, Jennings, Washington, Bacho in three years and two years are going to be so good together. And then it's like, well, like, we'll see who stays. All right, we'll see you steer in two years, right? Maybe Pop goes uh, the G League route. Maybe Bacho goes back home to France. I don't know. So it, you have to live in the moment. And it's going to be tough this year. And if you go 6-12, and 12, I, I don't think that this is a bad 6-12 and 12 team. And if you want to live in the Big 12 is the best conference in basketball – then you have to be comfortable saying this is a good team that might go six and twelve. Kyle that did, sounds a Kyle little not like that. That sounds a little SEC to me. Like when Mississippi State goes five and seven, but they do it in the best division in college football. It's like, who cares? Like, congrats on losing to a bunch of good teams, but that's not for a program that the past three times the tournament has been played or the past four times the tournament has been played, has made it to the Sweet 16 at least three of those times. Uh, going 6-12 and 12 is not a, a consolation, in my opinion. Big 12 basketball is what the SEC thinks it is in football. Yeah. It is insane. Um, one of our BYU Twitter followers pointed out that their net ranking right now would be ahead of, I think it was six ACC teams out of 15. So they'd be like a, barely a top two-thirds team in that conference. But they would be behind the last place team in the Big 12 by 60 spots. That's how good and deep this conference is. Yeah, I'm trying to find the tweet that I saw today, but it was – oh, here it is from Heat Check College Basketball. Oklahoma is the last team in the Big 12 in Kempom right now, and they would be projected to win 23 other division one conferences oh my gosh See, it might have been ken palm not net sorry i might yeah, have because text like 80 in the net right yeah no the they're 45 
In Ken Palm? In net. Texas Tech is 45 in net? They are. Somehow, they are 10-0 and in quad four and 0-5 or 0-4 and everything else. 0-4 and everything else. Their best win was it is Northwestern State, which was a quad three win for a while. But you kind of had the expectation that that was going to fall because it's Northwestern State. Okay, prop bet for y'all. Uh-huh. Would you take eight and ten with a win over LSU right now, or would you roll the dice? So nine and ten in your last nineteen. Yeah. Well, it'd be be nine and eight in your last seventeen. Yeah, because you've already played two. But like final Big Twelve record, eight and ten with a win over LSU in the SEC challenge. Take it or roll the dice. I'm uh, generally a roll the gu- roll the dice guy. We asked me again on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, because if you if you go out and beat Oklahoma, I mean, I, I think Iowa State is gettable. I think TCU is gettable at home. I don't think you'll beat Kansas and Lawrence. I think they'll probably sweep you. Um, who knows what Texas is going to do in the next month? Uh, they they got some news today. So, oh man, I'll roll the dice. I mean, I think it's probably prudent to take it, but I would roll the dice there. Ryan, you take an eight and ten? Absolutely not. Nope. Your all your wins in terms of T rank right now are projected to be at home, and they're all very close wins. I mean, granted, you're close on the road in a lot of these as well, but right now it, it's that it's that six win mark that that's being projected with all of those coming at home, and I think. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to be the bad guy, but is the USA what it has been the past couple of years? It it will it will be. I, I think, hope so. I think we remember the end of the year like it's the whole year. Sometimes it's it's never really the USA until after after New Year's. Yeah, I, I just hope that we don't uh, we don't lose the juice because if you're coming back from break and you're. Oh and four in Big Twelve play. I mean, what what happens if you lose in Austin in a couple of weeks? It's think, not impossible. I think it's a valid point, honestly. So you would take eight and ten. Me? Well, Ryan, because Ryan, it sounds like you don't think they're going to get to eight and ten. I would not take that. No, I would take the under on that total. Well, but he's he's giving you eight wins, or do you want to roll the dice for more? So you would take the eight. I would take the eight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. See, the eight and ten to me is like a last four in, first four out type resume. And so that's where like you're really flipping coin on if you make the tournament or if you roll the dice, like you could do better and almost certainly make the tournament. Um, or you could fall flat on your face and go four and fourteen, you know, if the wheels really fall off and then obviously you're not making the tournament. So I don't know. I, I, but I don't think you'll get to eight and ten. So I don't think you'll have a fifty-fifty shot if you if you right. roll the dice. Right. I don't know. So eight, eight and t- six and ten out, six and twelve out. Credit to you for rolling through those comments there. Yeah, those are hilarious. I was uh, like trying eight- <laughs> so hard not to laugh. I could barely keep it together. Uh, nine and nine and nine is take it, take it. it. Nine and nine is in the tournament for sure. Take it. But eight and ten is bubble. 
th- that seems to be the historical precedent. Was it, I mean, was it the Big 12 has always been a good basketball conference. And if you go 500, you'll probably make the tournament. I think some teams have gone 8 and 10 and made it. Oklahoma? And I don't – what? Was it Oklahoma? Uh, I, I mean, like With several Trey years Young? back. Yeah, I've yeah, always yeah. looked at that. That's kind of the, the bellwether for what you need to get in. So no comments on the headboard? Nope. <laughs> I, I, I could, but I'll, I'll refrain. Okay. All right, good. Um, I, I just – I could say something about their mom's headboard, but I won't. Right. Well, that's literally your mom's headboard, right? Uh, it's like the guest room. It's nobody's oh, okay. headboard. Nobody's headboard. Well, it's mine while I live here, yeah. Yeah. I live with my mom. How cool is that? Well, I mean, you're you have two houses technically, so that's nice. Yeah, cutting paychecks, man. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this came up in the Discord. Uh, Ryan didn't want to let me live on his couch. Can we address that here on the podcast? If I would have known you would you were uh, willing to come out to to further east of West Texas, um, you would have had a a bed, not only a couch but a bed. Does it have a headboard as robust as this? or it, It's not as good as that, but I'm sure we can make something work. Okay. If you're well. listening to the pod right now and have no idea what we're talking about, you can watch on YouTube. We do stream on Twitch. If you want to know when we go live, subscribe on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gambling Gauchos. You can get in the Discord and we uh, – hit links and then you can go over to youtube and smash that like button hit subscribe oh you're married again ryan uh rc mainville <laughs> money all right um all right so the, the basketball team is what it is at this point you play oklahoma this weekend i wish oklahoma had pulled it out against iowa state because now you have desperate oklahoma who's owing to <coughs> coming to lubbock you're also desperate, but Bacho, what is he going to be? 70%? 80 maybe now by Saturday. Also with, you know, nine fingers at this point, he's taping them together. There was uh, allegedly some, some concussion, contusion, confusion with Pop Isaacs. Is he going to play this weekend? Um do you have a full roster? Can you beat Oklahoma down a few? You beat number one Baylor down a few last year in in the Farrell Center, so it's not impossible. But it, it just seems like you're in a precarious position here if you're Texas Tech heading into this weekend. Does that stump you guys? Yeah, I mean, I think you said it. Um, All right, let's move on. <laughs> I mean, OU, only thing they're famous for is Lincoln Riley's brisket. I'm lobbing y'all an alley of whoever wants to. <laughs> we just did the other ad read. Uh, if you want a good brisket, you can go to Rahino, Rahino Barbecue, RahinoBBQ.com. Hey, um, they're getting a brick and mortar. Yeah. We need to, we need to ask Aaron about that uh, in Olton. So here pretty soon. You can go check out. I believe they're selling the other, tra- the second trailer, but they'll still be mobile with the first trailer that's been parked in Olton. So they got a mo- they got it going on over there. They're still open. They're still serving. Um, you can order online, RahinoBBQ.com. Get you the peachy pig, 
order before 9 a.m. to guarantee it and go out there and pick it up. Olton, Texas, Reunion Barbecue. I miss it. So good. They were doing ribeyes the other day. They're doing the brisket burger meals. They they do those meals so often now. It's like cheap to go out to Rahinia. Yeah. Ten bucks good for meal lunch. Goes. Fries, wings. They got it all. Sorry, money. You keep putting your mic up and I keep talking. <laughs> What's up? We need to give Rahinia some love, man. I, I want to talk hoops. We gotta. Would you believe me if I? Obviously, models change, projections change as as you get more data, and there's there's more information in the system. But right now, this this game against Oklahoma on Saturday is the game that you are the biggest favorite in for the rest of the year. Yes. I, what do you? It's and it's five points. You're projected to win this game according to Torvik, sixty eight to sixty three. Dude, I don't know if I can watch basketball this season. The games are just, I don't know. To to get through 40 minutes of one of those games, just like the rock fight, dog fight nature of it, and then to have to do that twice a week for the next two and a half months is just – and everybody gets pissed off at the officials, myself included. It's like I can't watch these games that are coming down to the last possession if the refs are going to screw it up and – it's almost like you have to kind of like get your mind right for a, a tech basketball game. Like, okay, like let's buckle in. Let's do this for two hours. And then when it's over, like I need some recovery time. Like, Rob, we missed the people's post game that we we're going to do for various reasons. But I was kind of just like, I don't want to do it. Like that was brutal to watch. Not just because you lost, but it's just like every single game is going to be hectic like TCU and Kansas both were. The – Wall Hawks High School football broadcast, um, Perry Kernut, legend Perry Kernut would say it's like a knife fight in a phone booth. Yes. It's, it's just, it's locked in tight. It's a battle. Uh, by the way, TCU, who came back down 13 against Texas Tech, came back down from a similar margin against Baylor this weekend. Um. You said Texas Tech favored by five against Oklahoma? Yep. So I'm going to assume Oklahoma is 10th in the Big 12 power rankings? They're a lasting Kim Palm right now, yeah. Is Texas Tech nine? I think so, yeah. Uh, is Baylor eight? Maybe not just in Kim Palm, but just is Baylor the eighth best team in the Big 12? Iowa State, West Virginia? I'd still put probably Te- Kansas State. Texas. And- Oklahoma State below Baylor. Oklahoma State, okay. Oklahoma State might be nine. I mean, I think K-State is really well coached. I think, obviously, Jerome Tang, they're getting early returns from him. But I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how they are at the end of the Big 12 season. In Kim Palm right now, it's Oklahoma last in 37th place, which is still pretty ridiculous. Then Iowa State in ninth at 34. And then Tech at 32. So is K-State like a top 30 Ken Palm team? They're right above Tech at 29th. Wow. Where's Oklahoma? They were like 100-something to start the season. Where's Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State is 26th because their defense has been nails this year. Oh. They're 14th in Ken Palm's defense right now. They were, they were really good at the end of last season defensively. 
They've got some athletes. That's for sure. They, they've got some, they've got some guys that uh, will remind you a lot of the roster makeup that tech had last year, but a little bit lengthier and a little bit more athletic. What's their rim protector's name? Musa Sise. Yep. Yeah. From that's Memphis. tough. Ryan, you mentioned the USA earlier, the United supermarkets arena. It was not uh, jam packed against Kansas but it was really loud and it's always generally loud against Kansas but to your point I will be really interested to see what it's like against Oklahoma because historically that's one of the lighter conference basketball games people show up for TCU people show up for Baylor in the last five years because they've been ranked people show up for Texas because it's Texas Oklahoma is kind of one of those basketball schools where all right we'll go to the next one We'll go to the next game at home. So I think students come back the week after still, too. So I will be really interested to see if an 0-3 and a loss to Oklahoma, two straight losses at home, what the what the next game is. But I, I think you'll beat Oklahoma, and I think it'll be a pretty good crowd at the USA. Yeah, and you don't play a home game for 10 days after Saturday and and both your road games are are not easy. You you go and play in Ames and you play in Austin. So it, it's going to be a trip. You're you're going to figure out some things about yourself over these next couple of weeks. Um but I think you you've really got to have Saturday. And the thing that I really don't like about playing this Oklahoma team is they've got a guy like it's not just a good team. They're a good team. They've got a pretty good offensive system this year. I, I think Poser Motor is a good coach, but Grant Grant Sherfield, man, that that guy can play basketball. He, he's thirty six of seventy two from deep this year. Um, that that's not a guy that you want to let get hot against you. He's playing essentially every minute for Oklahoma right now, and he he's just he's a problem, man. Is there a guy on the Oklahoma roster that's not made more than one three except for one game and it was the last game? Because that's a guy that's about to go five for five. Yeah, right now, Sherfield has made 36 and then both of the Groves brothers have made at least oh. 12 and then everyone else is under 10. So, what's the, what's the Garcia guy? The kid? The freshman? The ponytail? Ramos? <laughs> not going to say another name. What, read me some names off the roster. <laughs> Jalen Hill, no. Bijan Cortez, CJ uh, Nolan. Yeah, there you go. He's got a ponytail. You're, you were close with Garcia. Uh, yeah, I was walking a line there. Was um, uh, Was Sanchez going to be your next yeah, guest? Well, <laughs> we got it with Cortez. We don't need to get back into it. Uh, that kid's going to make 17 threes, and it's that's just what's going to happen. He's going to go Lindy Waters on, uh, on Texas Tech. It seems like that's what happens. Here in Lubbock, the guy who never makes the threes is coming in here with the soft rims, just dropping them in. The, the, the last guy, uh, Juwan, whatever his name is, Harris. Five for Kansas. Five. Yeah. The, yep. the dude's made uh, more than one three once in his career. And yeah, he's, he's not a good three-point shooter. Five for five. He shoots like Jerry West, doesn't get off the ground. The set shot, brutal. And, and part of why that happened is because Kansas got to the middle so easily in that game and so you had to you had to make some defensive adjustments where you sent a lot of more guys into the paint than you probably would have liked and 
that that's going to be something that you're going to have to watch for in this game as well. Cause you've got big Tanner Groves. That's going to try and, and get in the pain against you in this game. So they're going to stretch you, which is, which is no secret. That's kind of been the, the verdict on Texas tech defense the past couple of years is, Hey, if you can stretch them, then you're going to get some good looks from deep, but better play close, man. Cause this, this team can shoot. I mean, I mentioned earlier that tech is eighth, in effective field goal percentage right now, Oklahoma's 10th. So they're not far back there. They're a team that can shoot the ball as well. They're shooting it quite a bit better from deep than Tech. They're at 38.8%, which is pretty crazy. Um, and so you're going to have to find a way to shut Groves down inside and also protect the the perimeter. I asked early in the year who the leader on this team was. Um, on the floor, the best player the last two weeks has been Kevin O'Banner, um, except for in Fort Worth. Uh, the second guy has been Pop Isaacs, right? And I think the emotional and vocal leader on the team is also Pop Isaacs as a true freshman. After the Kansas game, uh, there was a player who tweeted a quote from Dame Lillard, who did not have a good game, and seemed like a, a me move a little bit. Pop Isaacs in the press conference, they said, hey man, you had a good game. Talk about yourself. And he was like, nah, I want to win. I don't care what I played like. I want to win basketball games. And it just felt like a real team first answer. Um, I wrote about it on KKM.com. You can go there for the next, uh, I don't know, three weeks. Read my writing. Uh, Texas Tech and their basketball team will go as far as Pop Isaacs is going to take them. And they have to submit to the freshman, and he has to keep getting looks and taking shots. But to me, defensively, they're the best they are when he's on the floor running it. And offensively, they're the best they are when he's on the floor and he's running it. I mean, am I wrong there? Because Davian Harmon on defense was lost for stretches of that Kansas game. Yeah, I mean it's it's been hard to watch at times. I mean, the thing with Harmon is he's shown so many flashes throughout all the stops that he's taken in his career at being a really high-level on-ball defender, but the off-ball defense has just not been there. Um, especially from a guy that's the class that he is. I think you're looking for a little bit more from a veteran, especially from a veteran that's played in this conference before. Um, but I think, you know, you're just kind of waiting to see what what you get from him. And, man, I, I, I tweeted about this the other day, but if Lamar Washington keeps playing the way that he is right now um, – there's a very real case that he starts taking some of those minutes. And I'm not sure I'm quite at the point where Harmon is the sixth man, which I think uh, a lot of people are kind of on board with right now, but the Lamar Washington experience is getting more and more intriguing by the day. He, he's technically uh, Texas Tech's most impactful defender right now. He's got a 4.6 defensive plus minus right now, which is the highest on the team. If if he scored, 
if Lamar Washington was more more effective scoring, he would be playing more minutes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think you've got to find a way to get him more off ball looks because he's he's really excelled making plays. I think he knows how to make the right pass which is rare for a freshman that's playing kind of a combo guard type role and a guy that's played that role throughout high school. Like he was a guy that shared the ball a lot on offense in high school. I just think you got to find a way to generate him some easy looks offensively. Just let him see the ball go in the basket because he's shown that he'll do that himself. The guy gets to the free throw line at a pretty incredible clip, but you got to get him some shots. Clarence Nadolny-esque. Yeah, I think he's, he does a little bit more offensively than Clarence, but the energy and the impact, regardless of the box score, it is definitely Clarence-esque. Um, our good friend Emery Lida uh, put a Twitter clip up today. I did go through that thread that you talked about earlier. There is a, a clip of Lamar Washington throwing it down low. Kevin McCuller makes a great play. Uh, but our f- good friend Emery cut it just short to where then Jalen Tyson makes a-, a baffling pass back to Bacho, who's cutting in. Bacho doesn't see it. Bacho's looking up for a rebound because Jalen Tyson's standing there wide open. Just, just go up. This happened a lot last year. I don't know how many times in uh, people's post games or otherwise, during the game, after the game, on podcasts, we were just screaming. If you're under the basket, go up. Jalen Tyson has some of that. Some of that uh, Chris Clark in him. All right? Just go up, man. You're a scorer. You can score. We don't need the seventh pass in the in the rotation sometimes. Uh, and I know the pass didn't go, go right and you were kind of off the bucket, but just go up, man. We don't need that extra pass under the bucket. Robert Jennings did it once. I think maybe even Lamar did it once. Um, you, you don't have good enough spacing. <laughs> Texas Tech offensively does not have good enough spacing to do that last pass under the basket. Yeah, Kevin O'Banner had a had a couple of possessions in that TCU game where he did it as well, and it was very uh, first-year Marco Santos-Silva-esque, yeah. and it was infuriating. But, I mean, the, the thing with, with Jalen Tyson is that guy's a scorer, and so you just got to find a way to generate him looks to score. But the problem right now is you've just got – a lot of stagnant offensive possessions, not a lot of spacing, not a lot of movement. Um, and you're really shining outside of the half court offense. When, when you get slowed down and you are forced to play in the half court, you typically make mistakes, don't generate a lot of looks. And when you get out there and run, I think that's when you're playing your best offensive basketball. And that's when the Harmon thing gets a lot more complicated too, is because that's a guy that is elite offensively in transition and so i i think you're at a point now and i mean you're only two games into big 12 there's still a lot to learn but you're kind of searching for answers with your half court offense right now i watch tcu in athletics and i naturally get jealous of their recent success in multiple sports Uh, But what I'm most jealous of beyond them playing in the national championship game which we'll get to in a minute is their transition offense they fly and it it's fun it's a good brand and they get on runs because when they play defense well 
it transitions directly into offense and it's fast and they get up and down the floor. That's what I was promised with Steve Green, but we haven't seen it quite yet. And they're a worse offensive team than Texas Tech right now is. In terms of metrics, if you just look at it from a metric standpoint, they're a worse offensive team than Tech is right now. The thing is, they're getting out in transition, they're not turning the ball over, and they're rebounding the ball really well. And those are three things that I think Texas Tech still has some some room for improvement in. Uh, final thought on that Oklahoma game. Uh, the USA will be much more full if a lot of alumni come back uh, and stay in Lubbock. Kyle, if somebody was coming back to stay in Lubbock, where would they maybe find a, a nice place to, to go and find? Your mom's house. Okay. Or No, just kidding. <laughs> or uh, just kidding, Mrs. Bro. Uh, they should definitely stay at Stay Trig. Several properties across Lubbock, all of them – professionally decorated and furnished at a high scale standard and our listeners can get 10% off their first booking at statrick.com using the promo code gauchos so if it's your first time using them use that promo code knock 10% off and uh, you know what you're going to get you don't have to roll the dice on an Airbnb trust those reviews don't pay the last minute hotel prices Use the local option for your short-term home rental. Stay with our friends at StayTrig, StayTrig.com, promo code Gauchos. Rob, do you want to tell the people about Phase 3 for our listeners who are not on Twitter? Yeah, absolutely. We announced uh, earlier this week um, that Kyle and I and Money will start producing content for StakingThePlanes.com. With that comes the Staking the Plains podcast network where we will join forces the Gauchos with 23 personnel uh, baseball content from the Dinger Derby podcast and RedRaiderDugout.com and then a new podcast uh, that has been up for a couple episodes now uh, that brings uh, two women's perspectives to all the sports and hopefully they'll give us some Lady Raiders content as well seeing Scarlet we'll put all of those together plus what we have cooking on the YouTube channel. Uh, it is a growth from what you listeners have presented to us as the gambling gauchos it is a natural outgrowth of what the content we've been putting out. Uh, not much is going to change, but there will be a gaucho verse, a staking the planes universe that uh, is only growing. Um, if you want to support that journey again, the second Patreon ad read of the show Patreon.com slash Gambling Gauchos uh, is a good place to start. And we appreciate everybody who's come in. Bell Station was amazing in Houston. Uh, hopefully we'll be back in Houston, maybe even in March for some Texas Tech baseball. You know, Rob, I read a criticism of our podcast recently. They said we never miss a chance to promote ourselves. Yeah. Which. That's not a criticism. Which one, it's a business, so yeah. thank you. I'm glad that you think we promote ourselves. But two, let's lay off the Patreon ad reads. So do not go to patreon.com slash gambling gauchos. Do not pay $5 a month for access to exclusive interviews, the number one Texas Tech fan Discord server, and a portion of those proceeds would go to the Matador Club, but don't do it. 
Yeah, and I saw so, I saw somebody else say it was thirty dollars a month. Uh, Patreon.com slash gambling gauchos is not $30 a month. It's $5 a month. And if you do go to patreon.com slash gambling gauchos and pay that $5 a month, it's the, the discord server. Only big hen pays $30. That, that he's the only one. <laughs> but anyway, don't do that. I don't want that. I don't want to be seen as promoting ourselves. So let's, let's direct people elsewhere. Yeah. And we also, you know, do excessive ad reads about Rohingya barbecue and stay trig and diversified lenders Cardinal sports center, where if you can uh, gear up for a sport, you can gear up at Cardinal sports center. Like I, all of that is just over the top. Honestly, if we had enough sponsors to do 85 minutes straight of ad reads, I would do it because and we love our sponsors. The three of us would never work again if that were the case. But uh, right now we have like, you know, four sponsors. And so we're going to shout them out on the podcast. You know, if you're doing what you love, you don't work a day in your life. Uh, you can get more of those uh, life sayings at patreon.com slash gambling gauchos. Uh, Big Hen says it's worth the $30 a month just to see Kyle ask what I miss in the Discord. You, uh, you've you been busy, man. Yes, dude, this commute, this is very DFW as West Texas chatter, but from Murphy where I live now with my mom, I forgot to, I, I think I said that earlier that I live with my mom at age 30. Um, where I live to where I work on the opposite side of the Metroplex is like, if there's no traffic, like an hour and 15 minutes. And I'm looking for a house so that I don't have to live with my mom at age 30. So I'm, you know, I finish work at five or five thirty. I go look at houses like west of Fort Worth even. And so at like eight o'clock, I start the drive from like Alito or White Settlement or somewhere back to freaking Plano. And like I, I'm in the Panda Express drive through at like 930 eating dinner. It's uh, it's pretty rough. I need a I need a house closer to where I work. What's your two questions? What's your Panda go to? Um, orange chicken. I double up on the orange chicken with the uh, fried rice. That is very Kyle. Um or as some people would call it, that that's boneless orange chicken. So yeah. saucy nugs with orange sauce. I shouldn't have uh, expected anything different than a double. Did, did somebody say I have a neck beard? Well, just because you live with your mom, is it a basement? Is it? Is no, a, it, it's upstairs. Okay, so it's and the you're opposite. Married. Of a you're married. You're not an incel. I, I think that's what he was going for. No, yeah. Yeah. I have a 10-month-old daughter. Right, so. right, right, right. Yeah. Congrats <laughs> on the sex. Uh if you want to support Kyle and his house buying journey, you can go to patreon.com slash gambling. <laughs> uh Kyle, now that you've been in Fort Worth for a week, are you a big TCU fan? Because they're uh, I don't know if you know this, they're playing in the national championship uh, on Monday. The people who hate us and don't listen to us are gonna hate that you did that extra Patreon ad read. Um yeah, I've heard that since I got here. You know, it's funny. A lot of TCU grads that I've met, number two alumni base, far and away, is Tech. And so you tell them, you know, oh, you're from Lubbock, you're from, you went to Texas Tech, like everybody, like, oh, yeah, my son goes there, whatever. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, I came here at the exact wrong time in terms of experiencing the upswell of TCU pride. And all these people just think it's fantastic. And, you know, hey, good for them. You know, we, we went to the Final Four in Minneapolis a few years ago. I remember what that was like. 
but yeah, if you were looking for a place where you could escape the the TCU love fest, moving to Fort Worth this week was probably the worst timing possible. Unless they win on Monday, in which case next week will be worse. But um, yeah, a lot of lot of commu- more community pride than I expected. And uh, you know, I think if you if you if your alma mater is a university that that isn't a rival of TCU's, it's easy to just kind of like bandwagon with the hometown team. Like if I lived in Nashville, Tennessee, I'd be like I'd have no problem rooting for the Vols, you know. So I think there's some of that. They're like easy to root for for people that have no allegiance otherwise. But uh, yeah. That line at 12 and a half currently, uh, maybe even up to 13 by now. Are either of you brave enough to take TCU? I mean, at this point, why bet against Max Duggan, right? Old Mad Max. They, yeah. I mean, they've only lost one game all year, but they win close games. The game they lost was in overtime. So, and I mean, Georgia is an NFL roster practically, so I get that that's a different animal. But twelve and a half seems steep, just based on how tough this TCU team plays everybody. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll probably take the frogs plus the points. Manville, yeah, I got in at TCU plus thirteen and a half, and I put twenty units on it. Wow! So Big let's ball. ride. Bankroll, empty the bankroll, baby. Wow. Are we let's go ahead and have the debate or discussion perhaps. Uh-huh. I don't I don't know if y'all are rooting for TCU or not or if you're neutral or actively rooting against them. I've I've been surprised at how many Texas Tech fans are like all in on rooting for TCU. And I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I'm going to probably holster my opinion on that for now. Um but a lot of people are like, yeah, you know, Sonny Dykes, he's one of us. Go Frogs. And that wasn't quite the sentiment I would have expected. Again, whether I agree with it or not. That wasn't the sentiment in July. No. From the same Certainly not. Fans. And that's where I wonder, like, uh, I wonder is, is Sonny's affinity for those people the same as theirs is for him? I don't know. Um, it, now, there, there's also a subset of fans that are like, but I thought you said TCU winning was going to be good for the Big 12. And I'm like, it is. It objectively is. Now, you might not like it. And maybe other factors mean it's still a net negative for Texas Tech. But like, you can't tell me that a hateful eight member winning the Natty over Georgia doesn't enhance the conference's perception nationally. Yeah, a hateful eight, not only beating Georgia, but beating the Big Ten to get there. So you beat a Big Ten team, and then you beat a, an SEC team. Yeah, I think objectively it's good for it's good for TCU to be there, though. I, I think the the same sentiment is there if they're there and they cover. I don't think they have to win to, to keep I wanna, respect. I want to clarify too. I'm not saying that just because it's objectively good for the Big Twelve means you should be rooting for it. Right. Like um, Big Twelve basketball was always good but it was never it never got the acknowledgement that the ACC did because they had Duke, UNC, Blue Bloods but it's hard to deny nobody outside the Big 12 has won a Natty since 2019 
And then even then a big 12 school was in overtime of the natty. And so like, like it or not, I don't love necessarily that Baylor won a national championship in one of the major sports, but it has enhanced the conference's basketball profile. This is like a rising tide lifts all boats. Is that what they say? Yeah, or burn the boats. Same, same sentiment. Um, do you, are you a conference pride guy, Money? Do you, or do you chant Big 12 in your sleep? Or I think the the consequences or the results of, of whatever happens in this game have been kind of inflated on either side. Like, I don't... I don't think it's that consequential for the conference or for Texas Tech either way. I think there's certainly an impact and an effect, but the reality is the playoff is expanding and there's going to be a lot of opportunities, a lot more looks. And so I'm not objectively rooting for TCU in this game. I hope that they don't lose by more than 13 and a half points, but outside of, of that i have a i have not a lot of interest in in what happens in this game tcu can suck it i don't i don't care i i don't want it to get blown out cuz again I, I i do think there's some respect issues that would be dredged up and F- paul feinbaum would be like oh i told you all along like, i i don't care what paul feinbaum says but a lot of people do and even then, I just I mean, don't the, want to deal with it. Even then, like the only argument is that okay, George is a lot better than TCU, which George is a lot okay. better than everybody. And yeah. so, okay, Georgia barely beat Ohio State, and I know we're not transitive property guys, but TCU, no matter what happens on Monday night, they beat Michigan, and Michigan housed Ohio State. And so, of the four teams in the playoff, they beat one of them head to head, and that team beat the fourth playoff team. Um, I think in their home stadium soundly like yes. multiple possessions. And so yeah. the the only shame TCU would have, the only thing to hang their head about is that they're not as good as Georgia. Like they are the clear cut number two resume, second best team in the country, even if they lose to Georgia. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that those talking heads would be able to get away with that kind of sentiment. Like, Oh yeah, we knew this was going to happen to the little old big 12 school. Because like nobody from the Big Ten won a playoff game, nobody from the ACC or Pac-12 even made it to a playoff game, and TCU is about to lose to a team that literally is probably four years from now going to have thirty guys in the NFL. Yeah, Did you say four years from now. Yeah, kind of sound like forty for a second. I just thought that was a a wide gap. They'll be playing a lot longer in forty years. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tom Brady's been. He'll still be going. He'll still be there, yeah. He'll be 73. Michigan, Michigan man. <laughs> uh, can't, a bit, uh, can't bet against a TCU team with a redheaded quarterback, says Big Hen. Big Hen says a lot of things. I, I think Max Duggan and Stetson Bennett being the two quarterbacks in this game is hilarious. Uh, Ju- a Juco walk-on and a guy who stunk for four years and was just a running <laughs> – he did – he did. He didn't Wasn't win the even job. the starter coming into the season. He didn't even win the job. And then he was a Heisman finalist. Funny. It's just funny. That's all I'm saying. He didn't stink. He, he was a really good he running stunk. back. Okay. Yeah. Yes. RB1. Yeah. Uh, all right. You ready for some Discord mailbag? Yeah. Sponsored by Diversified Lenders. If you want to receive cash from your accounts receivable, 
they can buy them and do that. Parley Picador's oh, what's Gaucho Nation. Got some uh, questions from the Discord mailbag here. Uh, who would win a fight, one trillion lions or the sun? Uh, the son of God. I if I was Dabo Swinney, that's how I would have answered that. I don't really get that question, honestly. Are they? <laughs> I mean, the sun beats anything, some, right? Are they in some alternate universe where they're literally fighting the sun? Are are we sending a trillion lions to the sun to see if it'll <laughs> squelch? Like, how are we doing? What's the what's the mathematics there? Um, will there be Rob Fuscating and Kyle Splaining while money referees? Uh, there's never been Rob Fuscating. It doesn't exist. <laughs> My version of refereeing is very aligned with what the Big 12 officials seem to be officiating this basketball season, which is letting things play out and ignoring a lot of uh, penalties. Yeah, you, you do ignore a lot of Rob's penalties, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Let the boys play, ref. It's the last 15 seconds of any Big 12 game right there. Um, top five road trip destinations in the new Big 12. That really For me, for yeah. That's what uh, Lubbock is number one. Well, Am yeah. I allowed to answer that way? Yeah, because you don't live here anymore. Yeah, and I would stay at State Trig when I go. Right. After gearing up at Cardinals before eating some Rahino barbecue. Um, not to promote too much. Well, you could get some free um, recommendations on the in the Discord too. Yeah, uh, so I, I want to go to Ames. They've got a historic stadium, and they're building something called Sidetown, which is like going to be a really cool tailgate zone. As long as that game isn't in late November, I would like to go to Ames in September. Uh, Provo. Okay. There we go. Uh, Orlando, obviously. Yes. That's a now really fun city. Now we're now we're cooking. Since the cheese it Bowl isn't going to invite us, we got to go to the Bounce House. Right. Um, Houston to go back to Bell Station. The, the chat is blown up about – you didn't mention the bridge. Oh, did I slight the bridge? You did slight the bridge. Oh. Um, that's four. Well, Lubbock. Uh, how, about, how about Morgantown? Almost heaven. I've never been there. I don't know if Ames would lead my road trip destinations. I did road trip – to Des Moines one time to see a Reliant K concert <laughs> in a single cab truck with three dudes. Did they play Africa? No. <laughs> no. Um, Money, do you have a, a five road trip destinations? We agree with that. Morgantown would probably be at the top of my list and then literally anywhere other than Houston. Pro... pro- <laughs> Provo, Provo would be in there. Orlando would be in there. Houston would be in there for me. Um, Big Hint says, can't believe Kyle doesn't want to go to Cincy and eat Skyline Chili. Oh, I do want to go to Nippert. Yeah. Do what? Nippert. Uh, see, I'm not a real Dallas-eyed like money because he's doing shade at Houston and I, so, you yeah. know, I'm not entrenched in that rivalry yet. I, Stay a while. I pa- <laughs> I power ranked the Sweet 16 destinations today and put Houston above New York. <laughs> and people people were freaking out at me. I don't want to go to New York. I that would not be a destination for me. I Okay. Start bench cut, Stillwater, Manhattan, Ames. Start Ames. 
bench Manhattan. Hey, Rob, can I just observe something? When we do start bench cut, you start and bench and then you don't, even though it's obvious, you know, there's only one remaining, you don't ever say cut this or that. Yeah. You're just, you're just not a negative guy. You just want to keep it positive. I am a, a silver lining guy all the time. Uh, okay. But if you can't deduce the third one and what would be the cut, I that's your own fault. How come you don't ever work backwards and say cut this, bench that, and then leave the start? I, you know what? I'll do that tomorrow. Okay. I like did you, that. Did you like the start bench cut I did today? Yeah. And I think you got the order right. Uh, I would have just said start Shania. Then after that, I don't care. Yeah. But. Behind the scenes a little bit. I did look at the Google trends to uh, see what was trending. And Shania Twain put out a single today. So. No, oh, how about lots that? Of, lots of Google action on Shania, so I put her on Twitter. Yeah. Getting Money. The uh, there. Stillwater, Manhattan, Ames, start bench cut. I've never been to Manhattan or Ames. I have been to Stillwater, and I actually did enjoy it. it it's it's a nice little college town. It's it's modest. Um, Ames is really cold, I hear. So I'm going to start Manhattan, bench Stillwater, cut Ames, and I'm very sorry to the bridge. Odds Texas Tech wins the NIT. One percent. One percent. Does that mean you don't think they'll be there, or you just don't think they'll win? I mean, one team out of three hundred something wins the NIT, so so it'd be less than one percent. Nobody's no, because not all three hundred teams have equal odds. Well, I guess if there's sixty-eight teams that go to the NCAA tournament. Right, but at this point, there are more than 68 teams who could feasibly make the NIT. And then once they get there, not all 68 teams have an equal probability of winning it. Well, there's only 32 teams in the NIT. The same exact logic applies. But 68 would be in the – there's only 90 teams that go to tournaments. Well, the CBB is also in there. 68 plus 32 is 90? CIB-ish. 90-ish or 100-ish? Yeah. Ninety-ish. That's great, Rob. This case, we're doing like actual addition, factual sums of numbers. Oh yeah, ish. <laughs> oh man, uh, I need a song you've been listening to and uh, food recommendation from your hometown. I'll go tapping on the glass by the some band. I don't know what are they called? The Landris Brothers, Brothers Landris. I'll, that one up. I'll put it in the Discord. Um, and then a food wreck from my hometown. Yeah. I'm, see, I'm from a lot of places at this point. I was born and raised in Austin. I, I'm from Lubbock. Like, that's what I tell people here. But now I live in I live in uh, Wiley or Murphy, wherever I live. I don't you, know. You can shout uh, wor- somewhere from your new home. Work in Fort Worth. I'll go Fort Worth. Hey, how about this food wreck? Jay's Burgers and More, which... The name is misleading because they sell Chinese food mostly, but also like breakfast and chicken fried steak. It says and more. Yeah, burgers and more. And it's like literally everything else. (laughs) Uh, It's like one of the only two places I've eaten in Fort Worth. And I need to go back to try the orange chicken. Ron, do you have a song you've been listening to? Been enjoying uh, Bahamas by a band called Harbor. I'm uh, I'm missing the summertime quite a bit right now, and that's got a nice little beach vibe to it. And then, food wreck. 
I'm going to go Perry Steakhouse um, up in Plano, Texas. Uh, talking about Perry's with the Briggs boys the other day. They got a great pork chop, went there to celebrate uh, my graduation from Texas Tech, had a great filet mignon and a delicious old fashioned and cannot recommend it enough. Very good. I've been listening to uh, Jason Isbell a lot. Just going to throw out uh, It Gets Easier. And recently went to uh, Gilbert's down there in Post. Had some breakfast enchiladas. They say on you. They You're say not you from know. Post. I know, but it's close enough. <laughs> it's all West Texas. It's all West Texas, man. All right, rolling through the Discord mailbag. Uh, I'm going to also read out some other hometown recommendations. Frito Pie from Crazy Larry's. They didn't give their hometowns. So they just gave the, the food and uh, the place. Uh, this question, is Matt Painter finally going to make it to a Final Four? I'll go first. No. What do you think? The Purdue head coach. Is Purdue going to be in the Final Four? No. Uh, more like Purdue't. Do you want to give us some odds on a team now, uh, like Purdue versus the field, on who would make the Final Four? The field has much greater odds of making the Final Four than Purdue. Kansas today in a book was plus 125 to win the Big 12. If I gave you Kansas plus 125 or the field minus 300, what would you take? Because I know you're a field – I'm a field guy. I know you're a field guy. This is a regular season championship. Kansas minus 125, the field 300. Plus – sorry. Plus 125 Kansas, minus 300 for the field. I'd, I'd probably take it. I just I don't see an obvious contender to them. There's a lot of good teams, but I think they're all like a run below. Same. But I think money probably knows better than both of us. I don't know. I still I feel like I'm still trying to figure out exactly who they are. And I think they're they're trying to figure that out as well right now. Um, they they've definitely got the potential to be a really good team, but the, the fact of the matter is the Big Twelve may just cannibalize itself, which which is a, a verb that gets thrown a lot gets thrown out a lot, but that literally may be the case. Like they may lose a game in Manhattan or in Ames. Um, who knows? It, it, it's going to be a crazy year. If sharing the title gets you a Big 12 championship, I just I think the odds are too good. And at plus money, I would take Kansas. Song, Fool Somebody Else by Charlie Crockett. Food, bonus bacon breakfast burrito from Nippahut and Hobbs. That's a tongue twister. Uh, jalapeno cheddar soup from the Blue Quail in Goliad. Uh, he's been listening to Russell County Line the by 49 Winchester. Shreveport by Turnpike. Black Flame by Barry Tomorrow. And uh, Baked Ziti from some place called Vatoni's. We've got some death metal recommendations. What are we doing? Uh, we did confirm a tech hockey player in the Discord. I'm not going to show the picture on here. Liquid metal. What are, what are we doing here? What is this? Do you listen to liquid metal? I've never heard of that. Is that a is that a musical genre? Liquid metal. That can't be real. 
that cannot be real. Uh, this from uh, <laughs> Honey Chipotle Chicken Crispers from the Flower Mound Chilies. Retweet. Power rank the Big 12 refs. Going John Higgins uh, at the bottom. Cut all of them. Yeah, we're cutting everybody. Start bench cut John Higgins, John Gruden, and Chucky. <laughs> oh, Liquid Metals and XM Station. I'm, How about this? I'm not ready. Start bench cut uh, Jeff Goodman, Joe Goodman, John Goodman. Starting Joe, cutting, benching John. Do I need to say it? Cutting Jeff. His, his podcast. I wasn't going to talk about it. I wasn't going to talk about this is the thing that's, that's out there. Beard got fired. Jeff Goodman's slimy, sick, twisted, freaking little podcast spiel today. Oh, I don't know. Why did they do it two weeks ago? If they knew, they could have done it two weeks ago. It's like, what does it matter when they did it, Jeff? The, the contract language says he got charged. He could be fired. They could do it in two weeks. They could do it a month ago. They could do it in two months. It doesn't matter. They did it. But you don't need to sit here and defend your friend. It happened. Let's all just move on. But his, his – I couldn't make it to three and a half minutes of Jeff Goodman talking about, well, why did they do it two weeks ago? Like, Who cares, Jeff? They did it. The um, So I have not – read everything that came out today i know there's like already a back and forth between the all the attorneys involved but i saw some from his attorneys and the gaslighting is just oh it's like they they made two claims they're like we don't know why chris beard was fired which like okay check out the police report about like the bite marks and the i was choked for five seconds and couldn't breathe like maybe that's why and then number two, they were like, we don't know which part of his contract, you know, you you claim that he violated. It's like, we've all seen his contract. We all saw that paragraph that says if he's been charged with a felony, he can be fired for cause. It doesn't say convicted. It doesn't say pending the result of an internal investigation. But his attorneys, I guess, are trying to spin this publicly like, oh, this is completely blindsided. We don't know why he was fired or which part of his contract he violated. It's It's amazing, really. He just wants to couch. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, and then no the response. The, yeah, the response had a typo in it. And yeah, I left the typo. I left the typo in my uh, write-up. Some people were correcting it. I never correct quotes. You you I have journalistic integrity. I quoted do you, do it directly. You put the, do you put the SIC in parentheses? No, I just left it couching. Hmm. I never really understood what that was. He's probably one of the best head couches on the market right now. Well, yeah. It's a Shea Lounger of couches. If you could describe Chris Beard as a couch, what would you see that itchy um, pleather? Are we going? Oh, yeah. He's got to be some kind of fake leather. Like you think it's yeah. nice and then maybe it's one of those that looks firm and then it sinks down real low. He's a leather couch. First thing in the morning in the winter when you don't have a shirt on. <laughs> so uncomfortable. <laughs> Oh, man. I, I just – the whole situation in the response – so the timeline was Del Conte called Beard this morning and said, hey, man, we're going to fire you today. You can still resign. And through the timeline, through the through the thing, whatever they're talking about, 
Beard's lawyer sent a letter to the University of Texas. The University of Texas lawyer guy sent a letter back, and then they fired him. They sent him a letter, an email, and a I guess a, they sent a bike messenger over with a letter, said you're fired. Um, and then he put out the couching statement. And then Texas released all of the letters and the, the firing letter. I, I Obviously, I'm not super familiar with what it's like to be fired as head coach of a major Division One basketball program where you make $5 million a year. I was not expecting his employer who was terminating him to say like, Hey, call this number so that you can coordinate, come getting your stuff. I just thought it would be a little more like glamorous than like how other people in the world get fired. Cause that sounds like what you would like the email you would give like, Hey, we're doing a round of layoffs. Please pack your stuff and leave. It was like, wow, that's, it was cold. Well, I would have can't to take ask, laptops this time if he does it. Yeah, and I, I would have to ask. Uh, well, Ogden will just put him in a bag for him. I'll have to ask uh, Barnett, Howard, and Williams. But there was also like, you're fired because of this clause, and the agreement we have with your baseline group LLC is also terminated. But that's shady. But that. That LLC was dissolutioned uh, in June, so it doesn't even exist anymore. So what was that deal they had with that LLC that doesn't even exist anymore? And why is it terminated if that LLC doesn't exist? I don't know. That's that's shady. The, the LLC stuff is shady to begin with. Yes. Some tax, but- uh, tax evasion, it seems like. That's like starting a watch company just to – put some money uh through some of these all right uh wait in the car from the breeders uh and a double order of chico's tacos some of these foods or restaurant names could also be band names here's a strip club buffet all of my hometown joints have closed but they have two allsops now that's all you need uh, and then it won't always be this way by caitlin butts you, you like Caitlin Butts, Rob? Big Caitlin Butts fan. Big Butts fan. Someone on Twitter today said uh, that I thought was from Waco was like, uh, Laney, speaking of Butts, Laney Wilson is in town tonight. And I was like, Laney Wilson's going to be in Waco? What? So I started looking at tickets, and uh, he's in Seattle, Washington. So I, I couldn't even uh, go to Laney Wilson. I was going to drive to Waco tonight. She's also torn with what? Luke Combs. That's that story did not make sense to me. He tweeted, Laney Wilson's Who? in town tonight. Who's he? A guy, uh, Drake C. Toll, that I thought was in Waco. I just oh. thought he was tweeting from Waco. Okay, makes more sense now. And then he he was like, Laney Wilson's in town. And I was like, oh, what? Laney Wilson's okay. in town. And then, okay. yeah, I got it and then he was in Seattle. Yeah. I just didn't want to dox that uh, Drake C. Toll was in Seattle. Well, you did. So. Well, you, you were confused. Uh, Old Man Adam by the Sons of the Pioneers and the Carnig Asada Burrito from Tiendas in Loveland. I'm trying to look for like actual questions now too. Um, <laughs> we need to clean up the mailbag. Well, that was my fault. I was just doing a Chris Beard joke because I was just going to subtly troll and not talk about him. And then we talked about him anyways. 
Did you not remember this song? That is a ring any bells call? Yeah. Oh, you got it? It's Fireside Chat? Yeah. Uh, see a Space Cowboy by Logic. You a Logic guy? I thought that was going to be a Casey Musgraves reference. Nope. Logic. Space Cowboy by Logic. Uh, and then some flat enchiladas by La, La Camp- Campana. Campania. 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 Uh, signs by the Five Man Electric Band and Barbacoa Tacos. Crispy from the Martinez Baker. I think I read them all. Mods have lost all control. What's new? I hate to see it. Uh, Rob got Drake trolled. How? How did I get Drake C told? Oh, trolled. I get it now. <laughs> I did not get that when I saw it the first time. Got Drake C. Trolled. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, he's going to have to know that he got a shout out today. He got a shout out. On uh, We also were talking about him earlier when we were talking about Baylor fans. Yeah. He's one of those youngins. <laughs> Sorry, man. You're, you're going to learn. You're going to learn about Baylor. They, uh, they are not historically what they've been. And they will historically not be what they've been for the rest of time. Sorry. I mean, we were ranking teams in the new Big 12 that have uh, an opportunity in the next five years to be at the top of the new Big 12. And I don't think Baylor was at the top of any of our lists. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a zero-sum game. You know, uh, Texas Tech had its worst decade pretty much at the exact same time Oklahoma State had its best decade ever. I don't think that was coincidental. There's only so many uh, – well, let me rephrase. There are a ton of Texas recruits, but, like, if a guy has an offer from Oklahoma State, Baylor, TCU, and Tech, he can only go to one of those schools. So, like, somebody is getting somebody else's leftovers. And, look, TCU's playing for a national title. Texas Tech is on a meteoric rise, it appears, under Joey McGuire. And I think the number one – um What's the opposite of a beneficiary? Victim. Number one, yeah, number one victim of that is Oklahoma State, but I think Baylor is probably close behind. And Houston is yeah. coming in, and I think Houston is more likely to take recruits from Baylor than they are from Tech. It's pretty wild that the two teams that were in the Big 12 championship last year are maybe two of the teams that I'm – most bearish on heading into next season bearish that's what that's what happens when you awaken the sleeping giant like y'all aren't going to get away with this anymore and they're so proud of their accomplishments over the last decade but it's like sorry that was texas tech's worst decade ever and it's over with now so i hope you enjoyed it while it lasts i just like that point i was emphasizing thank you a little louder than i thought it would be Final thoughts? That's it. Enjoy it while it lasted, suckas. <laughs> Suck it, Baylor. Which, like, we didn't even beat them yet under Joey. They're going to, like, if any of them are listening, it's like, dude, we beat you by 28 this year. But I'm, I'm looking, I'm on, like, the five-year plan. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not worried about that at all. Congratulations on running Chew Clock. What? They ran two clock last year. That's all they did. Yeah. Matt. Oh, just ran Matt. the clock down. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I love to make this point. I love to make this point. Head-to-head is a tiebreaker. 
Baylor finished six and seven. You finished eight and five. We're not tied. We are not the same. You're not that guy, pal. How many times has Baylor won in Lubbock over the past 33 years? As many times as anything that's only happened once. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. I thought you were going to come up with something good, man. I wanted to really badly, and I, I couldn't. Sorry. So, so yeah, that's my final thought. Um, I guess. Mainville. And, and I love y'all. You know what? Love you too, Kyle. Even though you're in your well, mom's house, we got to give Mainville his final word. You want a, a final? I, I am leaving. Vote Stevens, twenty twenty four up too. <laughs> vote, vote Steven Stevens for sure. Defend Grant Sherfield. Love y'all. All right. Love y'all too.